Soundbite, soundbite, soundbite. It says the word fuck a lot. Previously on Booze and Buffy. I'm drinking it from my my frozen mug. Or it's not a mug, it's a cup, it's a plastic cup. So it's like really cold? No, like Disney's frozen. Um, at the end of the day, he's not the demon, but he is still an asshole. He's like, oh, so the horny dummy thing isn't an act. And he's like, nope. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh. She's 16, leave her alone. Hello, this is Harrison, and I'm here with Tyler. Welcome back to Booze and Buffy. We are watching and discussing every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer in order. No spoilers, because I know about as much about Buffy as... Vagina. Oh, there we go. And I have seen Buffy so many times that... I don't know, I was going to try to make a vagina joke, but it wasn't going to work. So, I've seen Buffy a bunch. Interesting. And I'm really fucking hungover today, so which episode are we watching? (laughs) We are watching Season 1, Episode 10... Nightmares. Uh, this is the one where a little boy in a coma makes everyone's nightmares come true, and we meet Buffy's dad. Oh yeah, sentimental. Okay. So Nightmares has a story by Joss Whedon and a teleplay by David Greenwald. It was directed by Bruce Seth Green, and it originally aired on May twelfth, nineteen ninety seven. Very good. Mhm. This is where our intro music goes. Buffy, what will we see? Buffy, what will we drink? Wine, what will we think? Harrison's seen it all. Fuck yeah. And Tyler hasn't. What vocab words will we learn that again? Slay. What vocab words will we learn that again? Yes. What is on the gay agenda for today? Outfits. What is on the gay agenda for today? Angel. It's Booze and Buffy. Okay. Tyler, what are you drinking? I am drinking a bourbon and ginger. I almost said whiskey sour. That's not what it is. No, it's not. Um, I I part. I was wondering if I was gonna have to like jump in and rescue you and be like, it's, it's bourbon and ginger. Uh, bourbon and ginger. Um, uh, I am also drinking a bourbon and ginger. My uh, my bar is a little uh, understocked right now. I'm waiting for my next paycheck. So I hear you. Uh, so, did you want to do the toast, or was it... Oh, yeah. Um, let's say it in another language. How about... I think in Korean, it's... Gunbei. Gunbei? Gunbei. Gunbei. All right. Clink. Ew. All my ice cubes have melted. In the... During the technical issues. Yeah, while I was trying to set up my computer. Yeah. Alrighty. You ready to get started? Episode. Um, So we start off um, with Buffy, like, wandering about the master's lair. And the very first thing I notice that I wanted to bring up 
is that she's got braided pigtails. Oh, see, I noticed something else in this scene. The master is in, like, a different costume. It's a little more, like, leather, like, form-fitting. Yeah. I didn't really notice that. Yeah. Normally, he's kind of just, like, I don't know, evil-looking. But this one looked, like, kind of new and different. Maybe he's been wearing that the whole time. But I was just like, that's weird. Why is he wearing, like cool leather jacket looking thing <laughs> but aside from that um, go on she's wearing pigtails I also not thought yeah and um, so this is the first time I mean it's a dream sequence but um, which we don't know at first but we see Buffy and the master slayer for the first time mm-hmm. um, and Buffy and the master are face to face that's the first time that they've they've interacted on screen Mm-hmm. Um, so far this season, so that's kind of cool. She appears to know who he is in this. She's like, not you, or something like that, yeah? Yeah, no, she knows who he is. Like, well, I guess she knows who he is, but she's never seen him. Yeah, yeah, okay. She knows he exists, but... Yeah, okay. um, um, Also, he, like, Mark Metcalf, who plays the master, like, towers over Buffy. <laughs> um, and I looked it up. There's a good foot like distance in their height he's 6'3 and mm-hmm. oh shoot I, I did look it up Sarah Michelle Geller is like what well, I'm finding out right now um she's, she's very short she's like 4'9 uh I feel like she's quite 4'9 but um she's 5'4 and Mark Metcalf is 6'3 so not quite a full foot between the two of them but yeah but there's um definitely a height, height difference there which I just I noticed it a lot while he had her like pinned. They were really close to one another. Mm. Um. So we Buffy wakes up. Her mom wakes her up. Mm-hmm. Um. And she's we, like, "You need to go to school." And Buffy. <laughs> she's like, "Oh, thank goodness." And mom's like, "What? Better go get a lottery ticket." You really enjoyed that line. I didn't catch it the first time I watched it, and the second time I was like, oh, shady mom. <laughs> Joyce throws shades with the best of them. Throws shade? I, yes. I heard it. I heard the mistake I made. You're learning. You don't have to shame me. One gay phrase at a time. I learned the phrase throwing shade when I worked, when I was a supervisor at Kroger. Okay. And I heard it, and I was... <laughs> I went to one of my, like, one of the, like, teenagers who was a bagger, and I was like, hey, I heard this phrase, will you tell me what it means? And I was, like, 22, 21, like, I wasn't, like, old or anything, but anyway, um, but we learned that Buffy's dad is coming for a visit. And Willow primes her with a, well, of course that couldn't be your fault. Like, I was like, well, this is where that's going. Yeah, Buffy has a lot of insecurity about it. Which, but she didn't even really bring it up. Like, Willow's just kind of like... Willow definitely brings it up first. Yeah. And they head to class. Yeah, and we meet Wendell. He is in Cordelia's light, which... (laughs) Mistakes were made. You don't stand in her light. I mean, she has a really great line that I always just really enjoy where um, Xander says something about, like, don't you realize, like, Cordelia is the center of the universe and we all revolve around her? And she's just like, well, 
why don't you just revolve your way out of my light? <laughs> um, and it's not like particularly clever. It's not even that mean. No. But I just I enjoy a nice turn of phrase like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and uh, Willow has a great singer with Xander um, about Cordelia, where she asks, "Why is she so Evita-like?" <laughs> um, which I'm, I'm always a big fan of a of an Evita reference. Mm. Uh, we learn that Xander was not paying attention because he was looking at the teacher's titties. Yeah, I know. Overall, and that bit about like blue and gar- night blue. He knows and exactly what so sweat- sweater. I was like, that's a lot of words for like a seventeen-year-old boy to like <laughs> know a kind of sweater, but whatever. Um, well, you know, if you if you're staring at her tits for long enough, you're gonna you're gonna know that it's cashmere, that. like yeah, whatever. Okay. Um. For an episode where I think ultimately, overall, Xander comes off pretty okay. Yeah. That is, that moment is like, ugh. But at the same time, you know, the teacher was pretty. Yeah. So, we'll, um, my foot's caught. I don't know. Okay. I'm fine. Um, you know, I guess in this instance, I'll allow it, I guess. At least you didn't grab her tit or anything. <laughs> um, Thanks, 90s. But they were talking about active listening. And I'm like, what is that? What Where does that fit? What, the yeah, what class are they in? She's like, and if you remember, active listening has been effective in special needs populations and blah, 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 blah. I was like, what research Wait, are... Wait, did she actually say that? Yeah, it's in the uh, background. Oh, I actually didn't even catch that. Well, no, I wasn't like, actively listening. You weren't. <laughs> But I was just like, what? Yeah, what class is this? Like, what research are you talking about? I mean, the best I could come up with is it's like a communications class of some sort. Maybe. Even that, I feel, is a bit stretching it. (laughs) Um, But regardless, um, while she's... While we're, we're in the class, Bucky sees this kid... Who I swear to God, when I first watched this episode, I was like, "Is that is that like little baby Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Mm-hmm. He looks a lot like him." Um, I looked it up. It's not. Let it be known at this point in the episode, there are no painting tarps like anywhere. There's no <laughs> bit of the school that's under construction that hasn't been brought up. That is all part of somebody's nightmare. Just throwing that. Presumably. In the yeah, like somebody is like scared of like construction zones or something. <laughs> Um, I... Like, not scaffolding! <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'll talk about this in a little more detail when we get there, but, um, that whole bit, the whole, that whole hallway sequence gives me major Nightmare on Elm Street vibes. Um, okay. and the music in that scene is really similar, so I'm, I'm, I'm convinced it's, like, a direct, Reference. um, uh, yeah, like, an homage to it. Mm. Um, but then Wendell... Um, he's oh, got a sweet book. ponytail. <laughs> I think he's like a zookeeper in real life, and they were like, "Hey, can you bring your spiders to work? We're gonna put you in this scene." <laughs> That's I just it doesn't give me actor vibes. Um, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll 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 say no comment to that. Unless Wendell's gonna be a recurring character. But oh, I no. Um, he opens his book and a lot of spiders come out, which is a uh, a shot in the opening credits. Uh, is it? 
that's one of them. I, I just hmm. always remember it. Um, I guess now I'll notice it. Uh, yeah, probably. Or you won't. You'll be like, no. I just didn't notice it before because I didn't know it. There's some contacts. Yeah. Um, but yeah, these spiders, honestly, I don't, they look more like tarantulas to me, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Is it, but also, I guess maybe a tar- is a tarantula a type of spider or. I can't remember. I'm gonna find out. All squares are rectangles, but not rectangles are not squares. Okay, so tarantulas are spiders. They're uh, they're they're uh, large and often hairy arachnids belonging to the Theraphosidae family of spiders. So then I I retract my my statement about. Those were tarantulas, not spiders. Um, they were. And but they're crawling everywhere. Everyone's screaming. And then... Billy's like, them. I'm sorry. Yeah. So immediately we've got a conflict. We've got a little boy who conjures spiders. At first watch on this episode, there's just a lot of fucking things going wrong. And I'm like, how the hell... Is any of this related? Yeah. It's like at at the tally. Like, okay, so Buffy is scared she'll become a vampire. Mm -hmm. She's scared her dad like doesn't love her and like is she's the reason for the divorce. Xander is scared of clowns and Nazis. Clowns and Nazis. I don't know. And being naked in class. And being naked in class. He dreams about chocolate. Mm. Presumably. I think that connect that connects to the, to the clown, clown thing because that's okay. a memory, a specific memory. Willow. Willow has stage fright. What else? Um, that's really the only thing we see out of Willow is her stage fright. Journey. I feel like she mentions maybe some other things, but you don't see them in there. Maybe. Um, Giles uh, getting lo- he, he gets lost in this in the, like the the in the library and can't read. And then his big one that we see is Buffy the, the Buffy dying. Yeah, um, which is one of the more emotionally resonant. Like nightmares that we Cordelia, see. on the other hand, <laughs> um, Cordelia, nightmare is being ugly and being on the chest, the chest team. <laughs> Do you notice that when her hair is like when we first see her and her her hair is all huge and she's trying to comb it, um, you hear the sound of the comb breaking and like a piece of plastic hitting the floor, but the comb she, the comb is still in shot. And clearly intact. Oh. It's like they added the sound effect in post. Yeah. Um, and like didn't like Chris Carpenter didn't get it out of the camera shot in time or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. But I remember like hearing it break and then could still see it and was like, the fuck? it's a fully intact comb. <laughs> um, so yeah, but that's much later on. Um, so. Giles is like, oh, I must have gotten lost, and they're in the library. We briefly go to the master's lair first, where he gives the anointed one a little lecture about fear, and it's very um, Scar in the Lion King talking to the little mouse about like life's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> and the anointed one has this very distracting, like. His own regular voice, like the actor's voice. There's like a mod. Yeah, yeah. and I don't like it. It children are already creepy, like especially like in movies, like evil children. You don't have to do anything extra. Maybe give them kind of baggy eyes or something, but like 
An evil kid is creepy. <laughs> I thought not evil kids are creepy. <laughs> Apologies to all children out there, but you know, just grow up, become adults. So you won't be creepy anymore. Your baby. <laughs> Yeah, we go to the library. Um, actually, there's a really cool um, shot from the Master's Lair mm. where we um, uh, we pan up from the Master's Lair and it transitions into a shot of the school that is actually the inverse of a shot from the first episode um, where we're in the school and the first time we go... We're at the school and it's a shot of the school. The first time we go to the master's lair, we pan down and it transitions mm. to the master's lair. Um, I just thought it was kind of a cool like yeah. visual callback to the first episode. Cool. Um, they are investigating the spiders and they go talk to Wendell and he has this monologue. He's, he's creepy to say the least. Yeah, he's like, I worship spiders, but they're coming after me because my brother killed them. See, like where the where I thought this was going, I in high school, um, a dude's room he had a, like a roommate, I wanna say. Mm-hmm. In high school, I don't really know the situation. But his roommate had a python yeah, and it got out of the that. cage and murdered him. <gasps> I ate him. Oh. So that's kinda where I was like, this guy reminds me of that creepy. Hold dude. on. Someone you went to high school with was eaten by no, a No 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 no. His roommate was eaten by his own python. Or murdered by the python. I don't know if he actually, like, ate him. I... I think strangled would probably be the way to go. I... I... I'm having a lot of emotions right now. I'm gonna put... I'm gonna dab them all down. But fuck that. Fuck that hard. Fuck that... Bear oh my god. Like, ugh, ugh, I hate snakes so much. I have such snake phobia, and like, <laughs> I. Is that a thing in Buffy yet? Uh, no, not yet. And unfortunately, it is something I'm gonna have to deal with. But we were at the zoo when John and I went to New York last year, and we were in the, the basilisk house. exhibit. Uh, what? Nothing. <laughs> but we were at this, um, we were in the reptile house, and there was, I, I was really brave. Really great, and I looked at all the It's snakes. funny because you love dinosaurs. I love dinosaurs, but dinosaurs aren't fucking snakes. They also aren't alive. Yeah. But I, I was really brave, and I looked at all the snakes, and then I saw this plaque about this fucking bow constrictor or python or something. Um, one of the squeezy ones, not one of the poisonous ones. And it how it killed a fucking crocodile and ate the crocodile. Sorry, and I was so upset. And the only way, the only reason I didn't have a full-on breakdown was because it like mentioned on the thing that the python died in like in the process. It was that big of a meal. But like, anyway, they like unhinged their jaw and like. Listen, the only thing you never. Mind. This episode is not about snakes. No, thank God, because that could have been really easy. To Did fit parts of it are about spiders? Um, I'm not really sure what this show episode's about. We can address that later. Yeah, it's a little scattered. Like it's it's obviously all about nightmares. So it's by definition, it's gonna be like different fears. Child but abuse or like yeah, which is kind of tacked on at the end, not really well, addressed. Well, maybe, like, no. He goes to jail. Because, but. like, think about how, um, 
how Buffy's dad talks to her in her nightmare. That's true. He's like kind of abusive. And oh, it's like, why are you doing this? Please stop. I would argue that it's not kind of abusive. It is. It's hardcore. And it, I, I think it's worth just saying, even though I'm sure everyone listening has watched the episode and realizes this, but it's not actually her dad. No, it's, it's her nightmare dad. Yeah, it's like an illusion of her dad. I assume it's an illusion of her dad. Or does her dad have this weird memory of just suddenly being abusive? To and then daughter? not again? Yeah, I don't know. But. But what we see of the the briefly at the end, we see that that's the opposite, not yeah. him. Um, and thank God, because otherwise... But Willow asked the same thing about Buffy later. She was like, so she's like still a vampire? Did you think she was hot? Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but regardless, so they talk to Wendell. He's weird. Yeah, but he has um, to go take a history test. That she which is, this is where like the nightmare, like shit starts to just... There's a lot of, like, things going on in this episode at this point, right? Whenever they're like, okay, Buffy, you need to go into another scene while they listen to this dude, like... Yeah, and Buffy has her her nightmare test situation, and it's, like, it's good representation of that specific nightmare. Oh, yeah. Because, like, I feel like everyone's had that nightmare where they're taking a test... And uh, Willow's nightmare later is very familiar. Yeah, you sit down, you don't know any of the questions, and then suddenly the test is over and you you failed it. Um, That that felt very relatable to me. Um, I don't understand. (laughs) um, Tyler has apparently never had academic failure nightmares. Um. So then we meet, oh god, what was her, even her name? Hmm? The girl who gets beaten in the basement. Oh, the girl who's smoking, her name's like Kelly or something. Laura, Laura's her name, I think. Okay. We'll we'll call her Kelly Laura. Um, She goes to the basement to smoke a cigarette and gets beaten by this guy with a giant, presumably baseball hat. Maybe that's the theme, like don't smoke. Well, there is, as she's, like, being beaten, and, like, like the, light, the light is swinging, there's a sign that says, smoking kills. <laughs> it makes you think, though, like... What a beautiful piece that's of like fate. <laughs> um, um, so, Buffy and... So, this is a scene that is so weird. Laura, yeah, it is her name. Laura, okay, good. Buffy and Giles go to the hospital, but it's still the middle of the school day. So, okay. <laughs> Buffy cuts glass a lot, so fine. Um, so, it's yet to be determined if she was ever even in the history class that she failed. Right? Yeah. And it doesn't really come up again. Because she's like, I was there on the first day. I think. I think. <laughs> Which we know she was there on the first day, because that's where she met Cordelia, was in history yeah. class on her first day. So, we know she's been to history class once. Okay. Um, I would love to see like Buffy's attendance, like based on episodes. Oh my gosh! Like, what classes has she been in? Let's see. Within episodes. So I know we've done. Like, which teachers are dead now? Like. So we've seen her in at least two science classes, one history class, and this week we saw her in, I guess, communications class. So at least four. There's always like some random bullshit class like that. Yeah. Um. So um, they go to the hospital. So they skip the cut out of school in the middle of the day. They go to the hospital. Are you family? And they're like, oh, we're her friends. Right. 
they go to He's like, here you go. Like, Let me tell you her medical information. Yeah, he's just so, HIPAA violations all over the place. And then he goes and shows them over. the little boy who they never even asked about. And it's like, oh, and here's the information about this patient, too. It's he all, must have been murdered by the same person. It's all, yeah, it's like, it's all, um, it's all exposition that's needed for later in the yeah. episode. But it, we get there in such a strange way. Um, but we meet, we see that the, the little boy who's in the coma, um, we go back to the school and they realize that it's, um, they see the newspapers. This is where Giles can't read anymore. Oh, right. Um, but Buffy sees on the newspaper, the little boy from the hospital and she connects that it's the little boy she's been seeing around the school. He's like, it must be astral projection. 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 And then Buffy's like, asteroid. <laughs> so I was like, that's cute. Um, so they put it, they put it, I mean, at this point, we're putting it together. Um, nightmares. Yeah, our, their nightmares are coming true. And Giles has a great line, because oh, it's, it's around this time that um, Xander shows up in class. Oh, this is my favorite part. Naked. Oh, oh, oh really? Tell, tell us why it was your favorite part, Tyler. Because he was naked. <laughs> also, like, you can't really tell if he was, like, I don't know, how he was looking underneath those clothes. So now you can. They, I feel like, because he looked, he was, he's pretty ripped. Like, yeah. And I feel like they, they kind of like, play that down. Yeah, they were like, okay, Xander can't be ripped, so we need to be putting him in the baggiest shirt. It's like the most unflattering. Yeah. Thing. Well, that's what I, I feel like they kind of style him different ways. Like in this episode, his hair is kind of parted to the side. That's the more attractive Xander. Yeah. Whenever he has the, like, down the middle, that's, like, nerdy. It does not. Like, annoying, just gross. Yeah. And this is a side part day. Mm -hmm. That weird, like, bowl cone that he had at the end of the puppet show. Oh, that was a little weird, yeah. I think that's because they were doing, like, a play. Yeah, no, I think it was specifically. They were like, this is old and Grecian, because we know how they cut their hair back then. (laughs) Um, So the game puts it together that it's, all their nightmares are coming true. Um, Buffy's looking for the little boy. Um, she finds him, but she also gets like attacked by. They get attacked by the monster. Um, they get away, and he tell, basically she she finds out from the kid that he was uh, beaten after his baseball game uh, that he had lost, and that. According to him, it was his fault. Um, and around this point, second watch through is kind of where I put together. I was like, okay, the ugly man is his coach. I think. Well, is his coach in his imagination? Right, right. He's nightmare. like the nightmare representation of his coach. But so, like, he has a bat for a hand. Which begs the question: Did he beat, beat him with the baseball bat? I think so. Because fuck. That like, it's already fucked up. Well, right? and at the end, it kind of sounds like weird, like, sexual assault question. She's like, did the bad man hurt you? And I was kind of like, oh, where is this going? Yeah. It, I think we land on he just beat him. Okay. I, I don't think there was. Yeah. But and that's the thing what I was kind of saying earlier is that it, just kind of touch on it. They're like, oh, yeah, he beat him. 
And it's like, whoa, that's that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that's a big deal. And we're just kind of moving along from it. And, and we at least get the closure. They kind of gloss tail. over it in the episode. Yeah. And it also begs the question, why did he beat um, the girl, Laura? If he's from the little kid's nightmare, did she just have dreams about getting beaten up and the dream magic was like, oh, we've already got a beater. So, like... No, he said that's... The kid explains it. No, does he? Okay. He said, you don't want to go in the, Or whenever they were explaining, like, how to run away from him, he said... Or when they see... Or they're outside of the baseball field, and he's like, we have to hide. Oh. Like, whenever he's explaining that. Yeah, he's like, when he hides, when you hide, he finds you. And yeah. she was, like, hiding. So I think, like, we can deduce what happened, essentially. Like... The game happens. They lost. He gets. They lose. He m- maybe gets in trouble or something. Goes and runs and hides, and then gets beaten the coach, by the coach. The coach finds him. And, uh, fuck. I, don't I think that's the implication. Okay. The trail. The, the, that'll, that tracks. So I guess just game. like how does Laura get dragged into all of this? Yeah. Uh, I think it's all in the kid's head because kind of like it Giles at the beginning and he's talking about like the nightmare realm and all of that. The kid is like dragging everyone into his own nightmare. Right. The, the, the physics of it all is... Stru- mm. I struggle with this. Like, the string theory. Uh, well, it's just like... How, so at the end, everything goes back to normal. Fine. Okay. Yeah, okay. But... Does that, what does normal mean that everyone's forgotten about everything? It certainly seems that way, but does that mean that Laura just, her beating never happened? Or, I have a lot of questions about She's expendable. About, about all of this. She probably just died and then that covers up the plot hole. Oh, poor Laura. R.I.P. Laura. Poor one out. Poor one out for Laura. We have no confirmation actually. What's our death that. count at this point? Do you know? Oh, in the show or in the episode? Yes. Because in the show, I couldn't tell you. I can I can have one prepared for next week's episode. Okay. I can do that. But I don't think anyone dies in this episode at all. Um, no. That one dude gets punched outside. Yeah, but... You don't see any more of that. Yeah. There's also um, some really weird, like, dated like punching sound effects mm. in that whenever anytime the like ugly man yeah fights somebody off screen um I think we're actually past this actually now in the episode but I'm gonna go back to it because it just deserves to be talked about Willow uh, Cordelia in mm. her big hair Gilda Radner outfit being <laughs> dragged onto the chess team and <laughs> <laughs> She's just screaming, I've not been on the chess team. <laughs> it's just really funny. I always get a, I get a laugh. I like that she's in like a floor length skirt. It's made out of like tweed. It's <laughs> pleated. It's, yeah. It's not, it's not an unflattering outfit, but it's not something that Cordelia would ever, ever be caught dead in. Oh, no. Um, so here we go through some of the individual characters' fears. We get Xander wandering into the aforementioned, like, tarp 
Nazi clown hallway. Yeah. Um, and this is the scene that gives me hard, hardcore Nightmare on the Street vibes. Have you seen Nightmare on the Street? No, but I mean, I know what you're talking about. Like, the whole... Uh, I mean, just like painting tarps and like yeah, it's foggy. Just, it's a creepy. <laughs> I haven't, but I've seen um, Rick and Morty. So. Yeah, same. Um, it's just a creepy scary Terry, and it's no, it has no. It's only that way to be creepy, but you're kind of justified because it's supposed to be a nightmare. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't really make. It doesn't matter that it doesn't make sense that there are swastikas on the walls and and uh, creepy tarp swings. You know, that's, that's what Xander has nightmares about, mm-hmm. so it happens. Um, then he gets attacked by the clown, who has the fucking creepiest, like... Shrill laughter. Yeah, it's, ugh, it's upsetting. And then uh, we get Willow's nightmare, which is... Uh, Madam Butterfly. Madam Butterfly. It was a Madam Butterfly? I thought it was. That's what she's dressed as. I didn't really know the song, but uh, I'll... I can, it says that in the wiki. Okay. I was like, I thought it was Madam Butterfly. Uh, that's another... I felt very relatable dream as a performer. The actor's nightmare paradigm. So frequently have the dream where you show up at the theater and you don't even know like what the play is and they're, they're like, go on stage, go on stage. Have you heard of that play? Madame Butterfly? No. Um, actor's Nightmare. Oh, no. It like, it's exactly that. Nightmare. Just some dude stands in the middle of the stage and like, uh, he essentially like appears in the um, middle of a play. And it's some like Samuel Beckett like just off the wall like abstract absurdist humor but like he has no fucking clue what's going on so is it literally someone took that performance theater anxiety dream and made it a play yeah because that's that's awesome I want to I want to find that because I really into that we used to do it as like a scene study that's cool but yeah no it's you love it yeah um actress nightmare there's like a lady in the trash can and like that's all I remember. Lady in the trash can, didn't you mean New York in the seventies? No. That just didn't make sense. Got that. Damn. Uh, and on that, we're gonna donate all the proceeds from this episode of homelessness. So. Oh no, I this is not gonna sound better, but I meant like Women who've been murdered and dismembered and put in the trash cans. Oh, yeah, I didn't like the drift at all. Anywho, Salt. So we get in post. <laughs> Buffy, um, as Buffy and the little kid are running from the, um, the, the ugly man, they run through some bushes and appear on the other side in the cemetery at night. Um, <laughs> which is another cool, like, little dream esque thing and it's we're starting to see at this point that like reality's kind of breaking down and Giles mentions that he's like the whole world will explode if we don't get to it soon yeah Harker Bummer <laughs> um and the um she sees the master like for realsies this time in person He's like, why would you want to bury someone if they're dead? Um, and I like this idea that, like, he... I'm, I'm guessing, Burying someone alive? Well, no. His whole thing about, like, he was able to be freed from, from his prison because Buffy's been having nightmares about him escaping. Um, it, it, it does beg the, the logistical questions of, like, 
Is it actually the master? Is it actually the master? After all, the, all this happened, did he just get teleported back? Like, mm. um, I'm just going to be honest. We're not going to get those answers. Mm-hmm. Um, he will be just, I mean, this is, uh, I guess, a very minor spoiler, but like the next time we see the master, he's back trapped in his lair. Yeah. Um, but he, uh, yeah, he throws her into the coffin, buries her alive, which, fun uh, fact, Sarah Michelle Geller has a massive, massive phobia of being buried alive. She's mm-hmm. terrified of the idea of it. And has mentioned in like interviews that that phobia sometimes made it really hard to film scenes like set in cemeteries and stuff because mm-hmm. that was uh, just an anxiety that she had. Coffins and, yeah. Um, and then in this episode, they fucking do it to her. Like, yeah. Um, so Giles, um, Giles, Willow, and Xander all meet up. Um, the clown is still chasing Giles, or still chasing Xander. And Xander has a great moment. As they're running away, he stops. He's like, I've got some balls. Like, yeah. yeah. No, it's great. And he, like, he faces his fear, and he punches that clown right in his fucking face. And then he, he yells at him that he was a shit clown, and every clown can do a balloon giraffe. Um, you say giraffe? I thought it was a giraffe. Yeah, I think so. I mean, that's a pretty standard balloon animal to yeah. make is a giraffe. Um, or did he say wiener dog? I think he said giraffe. You just got wieners on the mind. Answer in the comments. <laughs> um, Let us know, fans. Is it a wiener dog or a giraffe? I'm going to get like 20 million tweets that say, like, wiener You're dog. both wrong. <laughs> it was an elephant. Oh my god, that'd take a lot of balloons. That would take so many balloons. Um, <laughs> so they find Buff, or they they go to the mysteriously dark appearing cemetery that's up here across the street, mm-hmm. um, where they find Buffy's grave, and Giles says that this is his nightmare that he failed and Buffy died. It's and serious. It's it's very yeah. It's very. Um, somber yeah. sobering moment it's one of the few um yeah i'll talk about this a little later when we just talk about the episode overall but it's one of the few like nightmares that we see that really reflects um like character development uh, yeah something about the character and not just a generic fear that anyone might like have. oh no not spiders like, yeah. yeah um oh well that's afraid of spiders Willow is afraid of spiders, so maybe that was like her. She mentioned it, her, but they didn't. She never exploit had her own, it. her own spider dream. Um, what's her? She's like, what are all those legs for? I'll tell you what. For climbing all over your face while you're asleep. It's very intense about it. Um, so you know what she's dreamt about. <laughs> um, Buffy is a vampire now. She crawls out of the grave. She's a vampire. Um, she's, I think that's another interesting fear that we see that Buffy, one of Buffy's nightmares is becoming a vampire herself, Mm. which they don't really touch on it in this episode, but I think, you know, Angel doesn't even appear in this episode, but I I think you could make some parallels between that fear that she has and this, this thing with Angel. Mm -hmm. Um, the, uh, as they 
they make their way to the hospital and they're coming down the hallways and all of this you see that like the world is falling apart mm-hmm. there's like zombies in the hallway yeah that's the first time i ever noticed that was when we were watching it just now yeah basically like what Giles had said like yeah the whole world is kind of just tearing at the seams at this point yeah and they need to wake the kid up. What's the Billy? That's the they need to wake Billy up. And they see his Oh. They see his astral body in the hospital next to his real one. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's mortal body. Giles' um, solution to wake up the kid is to yell Wake up Billy, wake up in his face. And it's like he's in a coma, not a light nap. Like you think the doctors never tried to wake him up? <laughs> People in comas can still hear. That's true. Thank you very much. Um, so the the ugly man comes back. Buffy kind of realizes what they need to do to wake up Billy. Um, so she fights the ugly man. And while she's beating his ass, she's like, I don't really have time for this today. I'm not having a good day. <laughs> yeah. so, like she's just being very casual while she's kicking his ass. Yeah. Whether or not she has, like, vampire super strength or she just feels, like, emotionally empowered she to this. She kicks his ass. Yeah. Unlike the last time they fought where she beat him pretty easily. Um, I would say probably, too, potentially, earlier in the episode when she fought him was pretty shortly after that really ugly conversation with her father. Um, so, yeah. so she's like emotionally beat down yeah. and is not all there for the fight. Now mm-hmm. she's she's in a better headspace. Yeah. Um, and presumably realizes at this point that that wasn't her father. And, and I imagine vampires have some super strength too. Yeah. Um, so she actually kicks his ass. She breaks his fucking baseball bat arm. Um, Did she? Yeah, she like snaps it. Oh, I didn't catch that. Um, and then she brings Billy over to basically do the same thing that Xander did and face his fear and confront it, which is symbolized by pulling his face off. Sure. It's like Scooby-Doo, like pull the mask off. Yeah. Mr. Withers. (laughs) It was the baseball coach all along. Yeah. Um, Um, Although he wasn't committing fraud, he was committing the, okay. Um, So everything, there's like a flash of light and everything goes back to normal. Billy wakes up and he's like, I had the strangest dream. You were there and you were there. Who the fuck are you people? That was the most cliche moment of the whole episode. You know. You were there and you were there. Like it's very Wizard of Oz. Well, yeah. That's the reference. Is it? Okay. Um, And it is a bit of a cliche reference, but I think it's undercut by him immediately being like, who are you? Like, yeah. he has the, the Wizard of Oz moment, but then cuts in with like, but I don't know who you are. Why are you in my dream? Why are you in my hospital room? Yeah. Um, so that implies that he doesn't remember like what happened to him in like the nightmare realm. But when he was in the nightmare realm, he barely remembered how he died. That's true. So... Um, it's ambiguous. Yeah. Well, this thing is... And he... But it's... Later, after they confront the baseball coach, um, comes back to him. he says, like, it's not my fault we've lost. There are eight other people on the team, mm. which is what Buffy said to him earlier. So there's the implication that, like, he does kind of remember a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So, you know, it's ambiguous what he what he remembers. Um, but Xander and Giles grab him when he tries to run. Um, and then we have kind of an all's well that ends well sort of ending. Um, the baseball coach goes to jail. There's a... They don't really reckon with, with the severity of it. Like, it all presumably happens off, off, off screen. Oh, yeah. Um, and then Buffy's dad picks her up. Um, that's, that's all good. It seems like they're having a good moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Xander is like, Arilla's like, did you still think she was hot when she was a vampire? And he's like, I have a problem. And we get like upbeat 90s guitar music. Yeah, yeah, like, very 90s. Um, so wanna... um, and that, yeah, that's the end of the episode. Hmm. Alrighty. So I want to talk about two outfits. Okay. One that I really like, and one that is Xander's. <laughs> so, Buffy, throughout the episode, is wearing this, um, these black pants. And then this top, um, that it's not quite a tank, but it's like a sleeveless, a sleeveless top. Mm-hmm. That's um, it's black, white, and blue, and it's just really pretty, and it's really flattering on her. She looks really good. Xander is wearing brown plaid pants and this horrible, <laughs> ugly, fucking like blue and yellow or like this cream yellow shirt. Mm-hmm over a t-shirt and it's a button-up shirt and he's buttoned like one button in the middle (laughs) which is a fashion trend that infuriates me (laughs) do none of your buttons or all of them (laughs) with the exception of like the top one unless you're wearing a top anyway let's see the bottom one okay I'll, I'll give some leeway on the bottom one but like always sometimes never I I have a real problem with the people who just button one of their buttons. Okay. Especially if they do it in that way where they button it in the wrong hole so that the shirt's like asymmetrical. Oh. Is that a thing people do? I've seen it. And it makes me angry at them. Um, so, we, before we go on to more 90s moments in the castle, we've been talking about plot, plot. any sort of character discussion. Um. You'd like to. So, I think one of my. You already mentioned that Alexander has a pretty has okay a good, episode. He has a okay episode. He doesn't say. I mean, he takes he his shirt off, and that's a good episode. That's for good. Me. Yeah, he doesn't say anything really gross. Like the worst we hear is that ways we hear about him like ogling a teacher, and that happened off camera. And I mean, gross but relatable. Yeah, um, it's not the worst. Yeah. Um, so and he, and he has that moment where he, you know he punches this clown in the face and he helps stop the child beater at the end. So like all in all, yeah. good job, Xander. Um, one thing I I do I will say my overall impression of this episode is positive, but I find the I find where I find it lacking is that the um, is in the fears themselves. Mm. Like um, Giles is the only one who has like a real fear. And Buffy. Yeah. So we see Giles' fear of Buffy dying, and we see Buffy's fear, uh, too specifically, of becoming a vampire, and um, and and the thing with her dad, and those are 
those are real character moments and we learn more about Buffy and Giles mm-hmm. in both of those um, all the other fears are just they're very generic okay what's saying they're afraid of oh, clowns you know Willow's got stage fright and it's, it's not that I needed all of the the fears to be to be something like character development yeah. but um, you know it and 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 the episode is specifically nightmares, not necessarily fears or insecurities. Yeah. So it's what they've been having nightmares about. But I, I do feel like there was a missed opportunity to show a little more depth to some of the supporting characters there. So then, um, what's the theme? Is it nightmares? Is it fear? Is it child I, abuse? Is it? What? I would not say child abuse because that is such a. Well, no, it's not the theme. Obviously, is it something about that? Yeah, though? but I don't think it's such a tacked on thing that they don't even like. It, it's almost honestly the the thing about it's the, almost second to, it's second it's almost the it's how we got here mm-hmm. you know um I, I think it's about nightmares and about our fears and about facing your fears mm-hmm. we see giles do or we see xander do it and ultimately at the end the everything is resolved by billy facing, facing his fear so I, I think that's it um i don't think the episode spends a lot of time on it, though. Um, no. And, and it spends a lot of time just in the individual, like, nightmares yeah. themselves. So you've mentioned a little bit already, but music. Mm. So I really... You mentioned that happy 90s music at the end of the episode. Happy 90s at the end. It's like upbeat, like pop, like ska or something. Like, I don't even know. It's, it's that, it's the end of the episode music. It sounds like it's Tony Hawk Pro right. Skater 1. Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, I remember like you could choose the songs on that song. I had it on the N64. I had it on my Game Boy. Oh, and you could like choose the songs in the pause menu, and I would just play like the same two. Nice. Um, yeah, my big music moment that I really like is in Xander's, like, when he's wandering through the hallway. Um, it's this, like, piano music, real soft. Oh, you said it sounds like, um... It sounds very similar to the score of Nightmare on Elm Street. I mean, I think it's deliberate. I think it is a, it is a deliberate homage to that. All the, like, uh, tarps and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but otherwise, I don't remember a lot. There's no real... Like, we didn't go to the bronze, so we don't have any bands or anything. It's mostly just incidental music this episode. Um, but those are the two music moments that stand out. Okay. Wonderful. Um, general takeaways? I think this episode is fine. Um, I like the concept. I think it's a little unfocused. Mm-hmm. It takes us a while to... Like you mentioned earlier... Throughout the episode, it's just like spiders happen, and and then this happens, and this happens, and how do they all connect? And we just a lot of dots to connect. Yeah, we do get there eventually, Um, and also the logistics of it is just confusing. Like, Mm -hmm. um, but I do like um, uh, there there are several parts of it I really really like. Mm -hmm. Um, The scene with Buffy's dad is really good. It's really well written. Mm -hmm. Um, Sarah Michelle Gellar kills it like mm-hmm. I felt so bad for her I was I wanted to call CPS for her um but um I you know overall I think it's a it's an ambitious episode that has a really interesting concept mm-hmm. and frequently succeeds hi fire truck oh there's another one 
just the joy of living a block away from a firehouse. Oh, yeah. Um, so how does it succeed again? I think it frequently succeeds in, um, in those moments. But as a cohesive whole, it's a little wobbly. Mm. Um, so I, 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 call, I think it's an enjoyable episode. Definitely not one of the best ones, but um, definitely one of the, I think, one of the better ones of this season. Yeah, I like it. Uh, of the ones I've seen so far, I think I like this one about as much. I mean, you know that, and I mean, I've already picked up on it that like I'm not supposed to be a Xander sympathizer, but this is a good episode for me. <laughs> he took his shirt off. He did something heroic, like you know. Props to snaps for Xander. Snaps for Xander. So I think you already know where I'm going with this, but for you, what's on the gay agenda for you? Oh shit! Um, I, I I mean probably shirtless Xander. I'm. I think we're all in agreement there. Yeah. Um, I can't. Like I said, he he had the like side parted hair today. Mm-hmm. Oh, that any, opera any singer. Any of the scenes where his hair is, like, not... That horrible. opera singer seemed a little... A little gay. gay. <laughs> he was real bitchy with, with Willow. Um, which, sorry, I know, I know I'm going back, but just for a second, that little squeal that she makes when she has to sing kills me. <laughs> Laugh every time. Um, so I'm going to say shirtless Xander and bitchy opera queen. Okay. I'm here for it. I would say the same thing. Shirtless Xander, just Xander in general. I was I was here for him today. I mean, he's kind of horrible, but but not today. Yeah, I mean, all 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 young dudes are so <laughs> accurate. I was a young dude once. I um, so for today's gay vocab, we have the word dusty. Tyler, tell me what that means. Well, it's an adjective. It means unkempt or unclean typically characterized by wrinkled clothing and with drag queens you might see a a five o'clock shadow or a shake and go wig so for example harrison um can you think of anybody who looked dusty in this episode oh tyler i can oh when where cordelia going to her chess club meeting yeah okay so cordelia's nightmare you'd say she looks pretty dusty Mm -hmm. especially with all those other nerds <laughs> and they're into it <laughs> they like the dust oh my god she's queen of the nerds now yeah queen that's that a movie the du- probably it's probably um, she's de- we'll call her dusty queen of the nerds dusty. yeah that's her alter ego um she's looking she's looking pretty dusty especially her hair mm-hmm. i mean the whole outfit's like passable on anyone else but i mean it's her so agree she's looking dusty all right Thanks for educating me. You know, you used another word earlier. What was it? Oh, you tried to use shade. Oh, yeah. And I said shades. I was like, they threw shades. You like, draw the shades. <laughs> Throw those sunglasses. Uh-huh. So tell, tell me where you think. we got two episodes left in the season. Where do you think we're going? I'm thinking we're on a nice um, shirtless streak. Okay. Um, I think we're going to get some more shirtless dudes um probably probably angel since we haven't seen him and i feel like he kind of needs to come back to you know wrap up shit for the season mm-hmm. um that's just you know fingers crossed mm-hmm. um let's see yeah more shirtless dudes um i feel like xander's been kind of getting comfortable 
I, I feel like I've said this before, but I just I don't think that's gonna go so well for him. It's I don't know. There's that. Uh, what's the next episode's name? The next episode is called Out of Mind, Out of Sight. The fucking hell? I don't know what that means. Like Inception, like like somebody's like hopping from dream to dream to brain to. We gotta use dreams. So yeah. It's not dreams. Brain to brain, maybe dreams, or out of out of mind, out of sight. So like the reverse of out of sight, out of mind. Out of mind, out of sight. That would mean like if I forgot about you, then like you disappear. So maybe like dementia or like yeah. forgetfulness. Okay, it's kind of where I'm going. All right, I like that. Um, but mostly I just shirtless quota needs to go up we had the like basketball players a couple episodes back we saw we saw um angel's nipple mm-hmm. and wow, nipple. I'm, I'm, I'm drink that right up I'm going for it out <laughs> um and yeah like I said Xander was looking way hotter than anybody expected yeah so they had to play that down. Um, yeah, I'm just hoping for more. Make it gay. Make it gay. And I think if I like will it into happening, it will totally be. So. Okay. Yeah. So I'm hopeful on these. I grab that. I love willing things to be gay. <laughs> <laughs> um. What about? Did you see any stunt doubles in this? Yes, I um, did. In Buffy's final fight. There's a couple times where he th- when they're in the gym. There's a time where, like, he throws her and the camera angle switches a couple times before she hits the ground. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, she just, like, did the start of that scene and the end of that scene, kind of. I feel like the stunt double was really obvious in the final fight between the two in the hall in the, the hospital. You get a lot of, like, heavy action sequences from the back of Buffy's head. Yeah. And then, like, the final shot of it for look with Buffy's face. Uh, it, was, it was really totally. noticeable there. Especially with the size difference of those two, I imagine that'd be really mm-hmm. difficult. Um, what else? Let's see, any more trivia? You gave us a couple nuggets mm-hmm. along the way. <laughs> any of my reactions you want to recap? Um, I think we really only talked, we talked about the two that I really enjoyed as we were watching was your reaction to Joyce's line about good day to buy that lottery ticket. <laughs> you literally said something and you were like, oh, burn, or like something. Like, um, and then I just, I really enjoyed you really enjoying Naked Xander. <laughs> like, I was, I was excited to get there. It feels like you. you're trying to make me feel bad for liking Xander, so... No, I, you you can like any character you like. Don't yuck on somebody else's yum. I will not. I would never. Unless their yum was Yucky. a crime. Yeah, that phrase just makes me think of Rachel Ray. When she says, yum? Oh, and I hate that. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a good phrase. All right. Well, shall we outro this? Thank you for joining us on Booze and Buffy. We'll be back next week with Out of Mind, Out of Sight. I'm Harrison. You can find me on Instagram at Harrison Alexander Kaufman. That's C-O-F-F-M-A-N. And on Twitter at Harrison Kaufman. I'm Tyler, and you can find me on everything at 
TG Dippold, that's D-I-P-P-O-L-D. Each week we like to give a shout out to a worthy charity or nonprofit. So in honor of this week's episode, um, which had some small focus on child abuse, uh, we want to give a shout out to Prevent Child Abuse America. Founded in 1972 in Chicago, Prevent Child Abuse America works to promote the healthy development of children and prevent child abuse before it can occur in order to help children to grow up and contribute to their communities. Their 50-state chapter network works every day to promote the kind of strategies and activities that make a difference locally as well as nationally, and they help nearly 100,000 families a year through their signature Healthy Families America program. You can visit preventchildabuse.org for more information. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at booze, A-N-D, Buffy. Or you can email us at boozeandbuffy at gmail.com. You can also find us on YouTube, where I will release a short video with every episode called Spoiler Corner with Harrison, where I'm going to talk about all the things that I want to talk about on the podcast but can't because we're spoiler-free. Also, don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. And always subscribe. And subscribe. That's so important. All right, Tyler. Um, I have some advice. What's that? I think everyone should just go out. They're Wait. probably going to slay. Probably going to slay and definitely be gay. All slay right. and... Be gay. One more time, what was it? Slay and be gay. Oh. All yeah. right. Deuces. Bye. I'm definitely cutting that. <laughs>